Welcome to the Unscripted SEO Interview Podcast. Yes, it's 100% unscripted, 100% unrehearsed, 100% unedited, and 100% real. I'm your host, Mark A. Preston. Right. What about all these people that say, well, these AI tools are actually just basically basing their information on what other people have already written or done? Yeah, so I think there again, quite often the people that um, make that comment um, don't really fully understand how these tools are working um, because all a tool like GPT does is it takes this huge corpus of data, this, this, this training model that's been fed with, which is you know millions of web pages, Wikipedia, all this kind of stuff that, that it's found, and it's not using that content. You know, if you ask it a question like, um, you know, write me an essay on, you know, my trip to France, it's not going and looking through that training model, trying to find an essay on a trip to France and then pulling that and then putting and then giving you that as a response, right? It's using the training data to understand what all these concepts are. What does France mean? What does, what does Paris mean? What does a trip mean? You know, what does, what does a, a baguette mean? represent you know all the kind of things so it's looking at all the things that have been written about people traveling to france and understanding all these concepts and then creating something new and original from that model um and what it's creating is not even necessarily designed to be accurate that's not its job it's designed to be probabilistic that's its job it's designed to give you the most probable answer in fact i did a little demo of this um where um, I don't know if you're familiar with a, a concept called embeddings, where um, you can basically upload some data into GPT um, and 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 supplement its training model with your own data. And so I did a little example of this and posted it out on Twitter a, a few months back, where I had a Google Sheet and it had a list of 25 different types of animals on it: lion, bear, snake, all this kind of different thing. And then in a cell in the Google Sheet, you could type in a phrase. So uh, the first example I gave was howls at the moon. And I had created it so that it could only choose from the list of animals that was in the Google Sheet. It could only give an answer from that. Had to give an answer, but only from, from that list. So I put howls at the moon. It came back with wolf. So what's happening here? It looks at all its training data looks at which of these animals on the list is most commonly associated with howling at the moon and comes back with an answer of wolf. Okay, makes perfect sense. I then put in can speak English. Now, obviously, none of those animals can speak English, right? But it still has to choose something off that list. And it came back with turtle. Can you think why it came back with turtle? No. Because when it looked at all its training data, I mean, this is my assumption, when it looked at all its training data, it discovered the teenage mutant turtles ah. and saw that of all the animals on this list, yeah. the one that was commonly associated with speaking English was a turtle, you know. And it was, it was just, I felt it would be a good demonstration to help people get their head around what GPT is actually doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, it isn't necessarily designed to give you accurate information. It's designed to give you probable information. Yeah, it's the your... connection between something and something else and, and that, the multiple connections. And that's all it's doing. So when you put something into GPT, either the training data or your prompt, what it's doing is it's converting all of those words into uh, uh, numbers. And then it's, I won't get too technical, but it's looking for something called the cosine similarity. So it's looking for the relationship between all these tokens in order to produce a response. And that, that's what it's actually working. Now, there are ways of getting GPT uh, to behave a lot more accurately than it did in, in uh, I mean, GPT-4 comes up with much better responses than the previous model. And now you've got things like, um, you know, BARD and you've got Bing's GPT, where what it's doing is verifying information on the web from sources before it then gives you a response to double check that it's giving you accurate information. And so that whole that whole area, um, that whole concern around accuracy um, is a very short-term problem. You've been listening to the Unscripted SEO Interview Podcast with me, Mark A. Preston. Join us next time as I interview more top SEO professionals.